Greetings and welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm Selena. And we have an interesting topic today. We are going to be talking about... Uh, engagement. Engagement, yes. And before you tune us out... <laughs> we we even if you're in, you're married you're not engaged trust us i think you're going to find something helpful here because obviously we're looking to god's word but uh there's chances are that you know somebody mm-hmm. who is engaged or you might also be engaged yourself yeah and anyway we're just gonna um i think share some experience some of our own experience mm-hmm. also as we always do and also look to god's word and uh try to dig out some of that truth mm-hmm. that we need so desperately. Anyway, we will see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. Talking about engagement, specifically, we're kind of getting into abstinence um, and waiting, and why it's important to wait. Why what God's word says about sex before marriage, and you know, it's funny. It's a very, it's an extremely relevant topic, right? Right. Anybody, I mean, for all the married people that we talk to, like in the world, Mm -hmm. uh, this idea of sex outside of marriage, Mm -hmm. um, or sex being somehow different or separate for or somewhat unrelated to marriage itself mm-hmm. being that uh you know you can kind of do whatever you want uh that's it's a very relevant topic mm-hmm. right right and so i think we're just trying to bear some truth on it because nobody's really talking about it right 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 so and people are getting married <laughs> people are getting married yeah <laughs> and, and i you know engaged. i feel like it's we can all kind of relate to it in some way shape or form too because it's kind of a it's a huge transition from one season of life to another and throughout every transition i feel like god's word is is true and faithful, um, and we are able to glean new wisdom uh, and understanding about the season we're in just simply because we're in a different season. And so I think there's a lot of feelings and emotions that go with the engagement period. Um, There's also a lot of maybe fear or anticipation or I don't know. There's a lot to deal with in that period. And so Mm -hmm. I think just touching on this one area specifically um, and how that kind of permeates Right. The rest of yeah, actually, we just did a married. a little a uh, little poll on Instagram, right? If you follow us on Instagram, we do once in a while. We'll we'll share stories as mm-hmm. people do, and I love the polling idea because you can get a pretty rough, I uh, you know, cross section. I right. think. Well, granted, it's a very self selected demographic, right? People <laughs> that follow Fierce Marriage on Instagram, right? We're very overt about Jesus being at the center of it, so it's going to be a very, uh, I don't know, it's not just a cross section of all of population, right? Right. right. So, but even very within Christian, Christian married, and very like enthusiastically con- Christian. Right. So maybe a little more conservative, on <laughs> a little some more things. conservative on some things. And you know what that poll said, and you're welcome to go check it out yourself. Well, not, no, you're, that's probably gone by the time you hear this, <laughs> <laughs> but it said it's uh, over two thirds, over two thirds of, of couples who are following fierce marriage have, they had sex before their wedding. Mm hmm. Right. And then the other third, obviously, sex after their wedding. Right. Um, and, and the question was, I'll just read it. The question that I posed was, uh, when was the first time you and your spouse were physically intimate? So we're not talking about just sex in general or, you know, if you had sex in your past uh, before you met your spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, but you and your spouse. And so I think uh, it, it bears a, it, it begs a question. Um, what do we actually believe 
about this stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get into that. But first, I do want to take some time just to kind of warm up. And honestly, Selena, I feel like I feel like this last week we've been I've been working so much. Mm-hmm. So and you've been so sweet and patient with me. Um, not really working a lot. I think it was just intense work. Not you've been working a lot. You okay? <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> you I did work late last night and the night before. So it's been a, it's I been. I did a work few. late the night before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whoops. It's it's fine. It's like finals week kind of thing. It you've is. been launched a new product and just kind of we shot some videos that are coming out with some curriculum yeah. Yeah. And, uh, for this book. So it's been an, an abnormally busy week, I think, for our entire family, and we're not super excited about that all the time. Although when this is done recording, I think. We're officially on on cruise control. Yeah, we might be on cruise control Ooh, for a little bit. I can't wait for that. So let's just get this <laughs> over with. <Stop. laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, I just want to check in on some highs and lows with each other. And usually we do we take this time to do a heart check, um, which is three questions. But we just wanted to switch it up and do some highs and lows. So high, low, um, high lows would be like, what's your highest point in the last few days, and what's yeah. your lowest point in the yeah. last few, or week or whatever. Yep. Um, I would say I'll start with a low and end on a high. I would say the low is probably, I just, for some reason I can't get to sleep early. I did last night, but the night before and the last few nights, it's like 11 or 12. I can't seem to mm-hmm. like fall asleep. And I don't know if it's like the mom thing where like your kids are asleep finally and then you're just like, bing, <laughs> like yeah, wide awake or something. Have, you can, yeah. yeah. So that's been hard. It's not, and it's, I don't know. It's like, I can't, I try to read but I can't. And Your book is too good, probably. <laughs> yeah. You need a more boring book. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's kind of been a low, because being tired affects kind of every aspect of your life, <laughs> especially over the last couple of days of being tired. But God is good. We've had some sunshine. and uh, My high is... Swimming pool. <laughs> we did get a new little pool for our backyard with we the kids. We got an inflatable pool. And <laughs> it's really cute. They're so excited about it. It's got a little it. slide on it. It has a little... It's from Costco. It's got a little, like adult section in the back where it has little cup holders and you can just this little adult bench section. sorry sounds that so sounds weird. so bad i'm sorry it there's a curtain a, you draw the no. curtain and it's mommy daddy time <laughs> just don't just children play in the pool close the curtain no it's just got a little bench it's a little tiny pool with like <laughs> cup holders so it's like you can sit and cool off while you watch your kids play or something i don't yeah. know anyways our kids love it it's been a joy to watch them and you know just little things like filling up the pool they just are so excited about it yep. so and yep. sunshine, man. Sunshine. So that was your high. I commandeered your high. You did. So. Well, was that your actual high? No, but it can be a high. I don't even know what my actual high is. I'm just grateful for some rest and some yeah. sunshine and yeah, time with you. Well, I uh, then I'll go. My my low. I don't have that in in hand because we just finished like two hours ago a big project, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna plug it because <laughs> the I think the listeners deserve to know. <laughs> Give the people what they want. <laughs> well, I don't know if they want it yet. I we'll know. see. So a, a little bit, a little history. So before we even started Fierce Marriage, and we started it over five years ago, and we've been doing it hard, like we've been doing it like constantly mm-hmm. for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, so before that, we actually had a watch company. And it sounds uh, sounds random. I won't give, get into all the reasons why, but I've always been kind of, I think, really intrigued by the idea of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, I think, philosophically, the idea of time, uh, I think... Uh, in terms of physics and just all that, you know, cos- cosmologically, the idea of time is very fascinating to me. It's like the fourth dimension, right? <laughs> uh, and so I'm a little nerdy like that. But also, uh, do you know what horology is, Selena? No. no. Well, no. let me just fill you in. Please enlighten me <laughs> and everybody else. Hor- horology 
<laughs> that's a funny word, but horology is basically the study of like timekeeping devices or time um. itself. So I've been, been very, uh, just not active. Like I don't actually dabble myself, but I love watching like videos about how watch movements work and like clocks. And as a wow. kid, I loved like cuckoo clocks mm-hmm. and Anyway, so we had this watch brand. It's called Crux. It's C-R-U-X, and, it, and it's Latin for the cross. And the whole idea is that it's a it's a social enterprise. Anyway, I won't get into the whole pitch because I could easily Crux do that. Crux should be our sponsor. Crux is our sponsor. <laughs> this this podcast is brought to you by CruxWatches.com. Anyway, we, we finally are relaunching that brand after five-plus years of being completely off-grid and not doing anything and just kind of sitting on it. Uh, we are finally relaunching it. I've got an awesome friend of mine, Patrick, who is kind of the managing Woo! force behind it. And so I'm not really changing my focus, although I did have to be involved as the launch is happening. So we're finally on Kickstarter. Woo! And we've already got 10 backers. Woo-hoo! And we just launched like an hour ago. Yes. I am so excited. And there's... Uh, really so, anyway, by the time you get this, uh, podcast listeners, I'm hoping that we will be funded, but we will see... <laughs> Um, we're about like 2% indoor funding, <laughs> so we have a long way to go. Anyway, go to cruxwatches.com. That'll redirect you right to the Kickstarter page if you're interested. And there's some pretty awesome, um, like rewards there. You get watches for like 45% off, um, wow. and we're never going to be that cheap ever again. Anyway, I'm on a high because of that. Awesome. And no lows. Uh, I That's think my good. low, my low was, uh. Monday after shooting all those videos, I was oh, just man. zonked. Yep. Same here. <laughs> yeah. We, we did our curriculum videos. And we got was... zonked, but mama still had to take care of the kiddos, which yep. is fine. It's good. They were great. They're in good spirits. And we all came home and played well, I, I came outside. home and took a nap because we had to work late yes. that night getting ready for this crux yes. deal. Anyway. So that is our life, friends. That's our life. <laughs> that is our life. So jumping into this discussion, um, it kind of stems... A lot from our own experience, and also uh, we do have a number of engaged couples that are fierce marriage followers, and we feel like it's kind of—it's definitely a topic that is somewhat hot. I think yes. for our culture and society, and like general beliefs about abstinence and premarital premarriage sex. Right? Is it so? Let me just pose the question: okay. Is it okay to have sex before you're married? Even if it's the person you plan on marrying. Biblically speaking, no. Um, yeah, okay. Thank you. <laughs> Just making that <laughs> I think clear. We're going to get there. All right. Podcast over. <laughs> Done. See you guys next week. No, there's no. obviously people want to know what, why, okay, and what's so there, the rationale and the reason yeah, behind it. There's two, I think there's actually, there's two kind of sub questions of that is, well, I guess it breaks into two questions. Mm-hmm. Is it right or wrong? And then we believe it's, it's God's design to have sex happen after the marriage has taken, like, actually. It's a consummation of the marriage the ritual, right? Yeah. Whether it's the, you know, creating the covenant. And I think legally speaking, there's some grounds there too, because there's, I won't get into all that, but there's good theology behind it. Mm-hmm. The second question I think it leads us to is, do I care? Right. <laughs> right. And why should we care? Now, obviously we're married, so it's not, uh, it's not, we're not in the same place that we were but we um, remember a number of years ago. Well, yeah, let's, let's just talk about that a little bit. So I grew up. My dad was, I had two mandates growing up, and I think I was probably the minority of kids. But my dad basically said, don't get any tattoos, which I already have two. <laughs> and I got one with him, my first one with <laughs> my dad. And then the other one was don't have sex before you get married. And those were like the two, like hard and fast, for, for whatever reason, those were the hills my mm-hmm. dad decided to die on mm-hmm. in my childhood. Yeah. And so I have all kinds of funny memories about 
Like <laughs> my mom, my dad, we, my dad, my, they both, my mom and my dad, they collected antiques and they had this old machete. <laughs> you can see where this is going. <laughs> and so anytime my, we felt sprightly and we were being obnoxious and we were, I don't know, my dad would threaten the machete, uh, especially in terms of, he said, don't have sex before you get married. And then he would just kind of nod ahead over, look at the machete <laughs> over there on, sitting on the shelf. What does that mean? Yeah. What, what do you mean, dad? <laughs> Can you spell it out for me? Um, so growing up, that was my reality. What was your, so wh- how did, that's how my, that really shaped my worldview on it. And then obviously growing up in the faith, I, I realized that scripture would, uh, obviously it comes from scripture right? and it just, honestly, I think the Holy spirit was there in convicting me in that. I felt mm-hmm. like that was right. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say the same. I didn't have a, uh, dad in the home with a hard and fast rule, but definitely had church and community that was, uh, giving me what was biblically okay and what was not and the reasons why. So definitely grew up in the you know, I remember the first like learning about what sex was and I was like, huh? <laughs> you're like, wait, what? And then I was like, you know, you find that out and you're like, no, I will never ever do that. And then you have hormones that start happening. And you're like, oh, I can see how maybe something like that would happen. <laughs> then you walk into my life, Ryan. And, it and was then like, yeah, your world turned upside world, down yep. in the so, world. <laughs> so, so definitely. I, I, I would put $200 rooted. and I don't actually know this. I'd put $200 on the fact that you read the book. I kissed dating goodbye. I did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we were in that generation. That was, yes. We were like, it, was that Joshua Harris? Was yeah. that the guy? Yeah, but that was pretty extreme. I think there's been some fallout from that, from, you know, people not kiss, no physical touch at all until the yes. wedding day. I mean, talk about like trauma. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> getting, getting back to, uh, we shouldn't joke about it because there could be somebody listening. It's true. It's true. No, I, I definitely think that like, it's okay to hold hands. It's okay to give hugs. It's okay to kiss. You know, it's, there's, there's, there's a line for sure. And it comes in question when you're, you know, you're not, it's not about asking like, is this right or this wrong? It's, it's what's, what's the spirit behind it? What are you trying to really find out and why like are your motives selfish and lustful right. or are they pure and what do, you, what do you mean when you're trying to find something out by asking questions right things gotcha. that people ask us like, like how far can we go yeah yeah uh, how far is too far if right. we're not married right can we do in, in, in people well, even, ask is oral sex okay right, we're not even, really technically having sex right right and I, I don't think that's Those are not true <laughs> i get i get where the questions are coming from but i think the bigger question is like why are you asking this and why, why is it, what is it motivating, you know, right. towards. So, um, so I think what we're trying to, I, given that that's our experience, we were both, I, I think fairly naive in this mm-hmm. whole area of sex, right? Cause neither of us were, we, neither of us had had sex before right. our wedding night. Well, and the times have changed a lot. Like, I don't feel like there was no social media. We did not have smartphones. Yeah. There's this whole other aspect of just technology that we did not grow up in. Right. And so pornography is a huge one. Like a lot of kids nowadays right. are being exposed before the age of 10, before right. the age of 12. Right. Because of, because it's on the internet and right. they have, they have devices in their rooms Right, and there's, there's really nothing to keep them right. from just like right. searching anything. We Google wasn't even a thing until we were in college. It's true. And the internet was like dial up all through high school. Oh, I remember it. And Y'all remember that sound. pornography <laughs> yeah. was, you had to go to like I remember when I was in my rebellious years, I hung out with some some un unsavory guys, <laughs> some unsavory folks, and one of the guys who I actually wasn't a good friend, he was a friend of a friend. He he was like he he lived to try and steal 
a pornography magazine, porno mags <laughs> from like the bookstores. So we'd go to the mall and we would all like create a, a diversion. <laughs> he would oh, like, wow. cause they were on the top shelf. Of course. They were on the very top shelf. And right. of course you're like in middle school. <laughs> so you're short. Yes. And he would somehow get one and then we'd all like run away. We'd all scatter <laughs> and run behind the, the building and just giggle. Yeah. At, so as much it, the the access was a different <laughs> a different right. avenue for sure. Right. So, All to say is it's a lot more prevalent and a lot right, more available. Right. Yeah. So, you know, engagement for us, I think we had been dating for two years in high school. Um, and I don't think we had even thought about sex. We were kind of towing the line. Oh, I, think. I thought about it. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Who, I, don't, I don't know what relationship <laughs> I mean, you were in. He thought about what? it, but like, I did not think that we would ever do it. You've literally never said a more outlandish <laughs> thing on this podcast. <laughs> Sorry. I am I was a high school boy. Okay. I thought about sex before I even started dating you. <laughs> Doesn't mean I wanted to act on it. I know. Okay, I'm sorry. I, that was I I'm bleh, just teasing you. Take now. it back. <laughs> I did not ever think that we would cross that line as a couple because sure. both of us were just like all about Jesus, all about living for him and living as close to the Bible as we could from our understanding at at that point. So we were 2 years in high school um and then 2 years into college and there's a little bit more freedom there. I think we towed the line a little bit more there in that season of our life. And then we got engaged. Um, Let me just back you up a little bit. And I want, I want to talk about that, but you were, you were a, um, a very high bar to, to reach for as a, as a young guy and that you, you had your head on straight. You, it was very clear that you knew what you stood for and you loved Jesus, right? We went to, my mom was an administrator at the school that we went to and it was a Christian school. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I will say this, like you held me to that bar. Not that I would, I would have taken advantage of you the second I got the chance, <laughs> but it, I, before we started dating, I knew yeah. that like, there's no way she's going to even take a second look at me unless I get serious about this Jesus guy. <laughs> and granted God was gracious and used yes. that as like the small catalyst that, and, and finally my affections for him were stirred, not just right. for you. You weren't just a mean, he wasn't just a means to an end. <laughs> he became the end. Right. Right. So I think having, you know, I think we were an anomaly is what I'm saying. Like in right. high school, we have uh, not, not many high schoolers we talked to, even in like young life and mm-hmm. stuff, they, they even think that sex before marriage is wrong. A lot of them don't even think that's wrong. Right, right. They think it's just whatever you can basically get away with. Right. Is okay as long as or it's consensual. You, yeah. If you feel like you love each other, then it's okay. Right. So there's just kind of these... Which, of course, teenagers are great gauges for like what love <laughs> is and like what the big decisions they want to make. Nice. Be nice. We love teenagers. <laughs> yes, but I don't, think teenagers I don't love teenagers that think they know more than adults. <laughs> I love them. I just don't, I don't. I can't abide them. <laughs> They're insufferable. Goodness. Anyway, I'm. Being, Anyways, that's I'm being... our. That's kind of a bit. So into our engagement, we were engaged for um, about s- nine months. I think. Nine months. Okay. Um, definitely wouldn't do that again. <laughs> I just wish you paid. Admi- I just wish you paid attention to our relationship. <laughs> Nine months. And I think like we were talking about this earlier. I think the thing for us, because we were waiting until our wedding night to consummate our marriage, um, the, it was harder emotionally for us to fight for that purity in, on, in that format. It was like, we kind of, once we were engaged, getting lax, like it's fine if we stay late with each other, like it's fine. It's more fine than it was before. And that was never, never a good approach. Um, yeah, it did get, it definitely got very, uh, heated <laughs> heated yeah, steamy 
Let's just think of adjectives. Let's okay. just think of awkward adjectives. No, uh, no, it it got. It, I don't know. I'm trying to explain it. I'm trying to think of how how it felt. It just felt like you're in the home stretch. Right. You, you the there's light at the end of the tunnel. Right. And obviously, when you get engaged, you've you've agreed. You haven't officially gotten married, but you've agreed to spend right. your life together. Right. And that's a huge commitment, an emotional like kind of hurdle to get over. Right. In a relationship, to say like, yes, I want to marry you. Right. And so, which is why God calls us to this thing called covenant. This is just one of the ways we right. are like, we had agreed to join covenant, but we yeah. had not taken the covenant yet. Right. Right. Or, or, or begun, begun right. the covenant. So again, we were basing a lot of our, our beliefs and our actions on what God's word says about engagement. Now it doesn't explicitly come out and say like, do this when you're engaged or sex. Right. It doesn't even actually say, right. That. It doesn't say the words like "thou shalt wait to have sex before you get right, married." Right. It does say keep the marriage bed pure. Yep. It does say uh, you know it it talks it, about, about sexual immorality. Right. It talks about adultery, which mm-hmm. is uh, extramarital. Anything outside of marriage is yes, and it talks not yeah. not okay. It talks about like in, in Song of Solomon, she says, "Don't awaken love until the time it's until it's ready." Right. 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 And that's and that's a poetic book, and so mm-hmm. it's 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 totally feasible and it's accurate to read into it as saying, wait until you're in the covenant of marriage right. that's designed for sex before you awaken it because it's, right. it's like a wildfire. It'll right. burn your house down. <laughs> right. Well, it doesn't, even though the Bible isn't explicit about wait until marriage be, to have sex, I feel, I feel like it's very much implied just as like, I'm not the default. What's the word for it? It says it. Now, I want to. I want to clarify okay. you because it does say it. It doesn't say those exact words. It doesn't say those exact words. That's that, what, I, that's I what I'm trying to say. Is like yes. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Is that it, every, it, it paints the picture of anything outside of marriage before you're married or after you're married. It's not okay. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. So the so a lot the of times, only time it is okay is within the bound, the covenant of marriage. Right. So I think one really clear example would be in First Corinthians seven that you were reading beforehand. It's better to marry if you're under compulsion, right? Mm-hmm. Or don't don't marry if you're not under compulsion. If you're burning with passion, it's mm-hmm. better to marry, mm-hmm. right? And that's good. It's better to wait, but it's good. And that's talking about being betrothed versus being actual actually mm-hmm. married, being engaged, and having a fiance, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so there's some of that there. I mean, and, and why would Paul even go to the trouble of writing that if it didn't matter if you had sex before or after you were married? Right. Right. Why would he right. even go to the trouble of, of writing that? Well, I think en- it was like an assumed. Engagement is kind of a funny period too. It feels like it's one foot in, one foot out kind of thing, yeah, you know, very much but, so. v- but to be clear, like it's still two feet out. Like, oh, absolutely. Point. I think that just needs to be clarified. It's intention. I, All it is is intention. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You haven't actually entered into any commitment. No covenant. You just, yes. you've just expressed intention. Right. And so you have no covenant, therefore no grounds. Mm-hmm. And so we talk about the covenantal, like standing before God and witnesses, mm-hmm. right? But there's a legal aspect to marriage as well, where mm-hmm. you're actually signing a piece of paper that is right. filed with the state. Right. And that is an important. Yeah part of it as well because right. it's an acknowledgement to society right. that you are a married couple and it's reflected in your tax status right. it's reflected <laughs> in your ownership of your assets right. and there's it's a, co- there's a it's whole, a covenantal thing yep and there's a whole controversy about it like about who you can marry and who can acknowledge it and why and so that's it's that's, a yeah. very big big thing to do and i think sometimes we either gloss over or underestimate it yeah but um, so we've heard couples say hey we were engaged and we we know we're going to get married but, uh, you know, since, since we're not quite married yet, but we're going to be married, so let's just have sex and not wait. Like, what's the point? Right. right. What's the point? Right. And, and I think we're here to draw that very clear line that no one, I, it doesn't feel like I've heard a lot of people draw it, is that that is not okay. It's mm-hmm. not the same. 
Now... And we're not saying this to bring down like... Yeah, so there's thir- two-thirds of the people on Instagram and probably <laughs> two-thirds of the listeners here yeah. have had sex with their spouse before they got right, married. Right. And so we need to, I think, make it clear that there's re- God's redemption, His yeah, forgiveness, and He is, is merciful. This is where grace yes. comes in. This is yes. where God is able to work. And again, the Bible talks about like not taking grace as a license yeah. to sin, but it is grace, yeah. you know, that it's by grace we've been saved. And this is how when we do make wrong decisions or we jump the gun and it's, again, still clearly it's a wrong decision. God's yeah. grace is big enough to redeem us, to restore yeah. us, to bring us together. And to be completely transparent, we are participants in that grace as well. Absolutely. So we were technical virgins yeah. on our wedding night, but we definitely like pushed the, the envelope. Right. We went too far. Right. We went to, I'm not going to get into details, but I think we started, I mean, you could say it was sexual activity. Yeah. And so that, I mean, we need that grace just as much. So Absolutely. like, I, I want to be, I want to remind myself, yeah. like we're not we're sitting on some boat. high horse. No, we're in this boat. Right. We just happened to have parents that were like threatening to cut. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dad dull that was machetes. threatening me with a dull machete <laughs> and your dad maybe didn't threaten you with one. Yeah. But he probably so, would have been a little upset about the whole thing. <laughs> right. But I'm saying that, yeah. So yeah. I had that kind of that extra like right. that external motivation right and on on that note i think part of what this conversation that we want to just get into like some tangible like challenging things to do is just have people in your life whether it's pre-marriage counseling um i would say do that do pre-marriage yeah. counseling at, with your church with a gospel christian christ-centered uh group or person and then but also like discipleship have the mentors in place i don't feel like looking back i actually had those women in place, um, unfortunately, and women in place that I could talk to. I don't think I knew the depths of what essentially I was getting into. And maybe we don't always know that kind of stuff, but I think it's important to have those women in our lives and to look for those women and to connect with them and be honest and say, I'm getting married. I'm nervous about this, or I'm, I've been through this already and I don't want this to happen. You know, just talking about our fears, talking about the things that we are anticipating. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Discipleship, intentional accountability, not mm-hmm. just accountability. Did you have sex or did you mess around too no, much? But are you, of your heart and your, yeah, is your, your heart mind. surrendered to Jesus? Right. And are you actively pursuing him as your, as your first love Absolutely. in, even in your engagement? Right. You know, and so that, that accountability, that discipleship is huge. Uh, the, the next one I think is being very clear. So we talk about tangibly, if you're engaged, you're, you're coaching an engaged couple, what can you tangibly do right. to, uh, to, to honor God in the season of your life right. or in the season of their life or, right. or encourage them to do that. Um, again, discipleship, that's the first <laughs> one. The second one is know what you actually believe and mm. stand on God's truth and stand on his word. Trust yeah. that it is good. Right. So that it's not, it's not a, it's, it's not to steal it's not a shackle. <laughs> it's not a shackle. It's, it's to say like you have something better in store. I trust I, you, God. Trust, yes. trust God with that area of your life. Yeah. Trust like our sex life has been amazing. Mm-hmm. And we're not like the most experimental, most, you know, like yeah. risque, like whatever. But you're it's not, been fulfilling. Not a freak in the sheets or anything like but that. It's but it's been like, fulfilling and, yes. and and wonderful because I don't have anything to compare yes. it to. And it's it's what we've um, we've grown it to be. So I think that's. Yeah. Yeah. And so there. So when you talk about what you believe and what you actually believe, what you actually know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times. So you'll see the the, the, word, the word sexual, Im, sexually immoral or sexual immorality. Uh, in the Bible, and just so you know what's underneath that, you might already have you might have already heard this, but there's a word underneath it's pornea. It's where we get the word for pornography. But basically, what pornea means is to sell off a property or the selling of sexual purity, hmm. right? 
So and there's or another another kind of way to phrase it is a promiscuity of any and every type. So in promiscuity, you know, is 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 basically having sex without any sort of bounds, without right. any constraint. Right. And so when you look at something in the Bible that says flee from sexual immorality, it's saying free from selling off your sexual purity. Mm. Free from giving something away mm-hmm. that you're selling it you're selling it for a cheaper price than right. what it should be bought for. I mean wow. it's it's paid for in the covenant of marriage, mm-hmm. right? And and then Paul talks about later, like uh, your your husband is not, I'm not my own, but I'm my wife's, and mm-hmm. you're not your own, but you're mine, and right. and we can't hold each other back. Like I I don't belong to myself anymore. I've given mm-hmm. myself to you, and that's represented in the covenant, and I love you as Christ loved the church, and a very sacrificial, selfless love. Well, there's a very tangible aspect of that in the act of sex as well. And so when we talk about getting you know getting married and saving sex for for marriage i think that's a huge aspect of it's understanding and actually believing god's word and standing on it that it is good and that it is true and it will bring more life uh for not just your wedding night and the first year of marriage but for your entire lives together yeah so i think understand that vision grab a hold of that vision Uh, and then we're we're believing people we want to get our beliefs straight and clear and rooted in the gospel always yes so yes and the and, final ones you had a really good idea i don't and I, I love this last one okay yeah this is again super tan- tangible but um starting a journal and i'm not going to say we've done this because we haven't but i want to start doing it now we have 15 years into our marriage but um <clears throat> start a journal a hopeful for and a grateful for journal so uh, i saw a friend of mine do this at the beginning of the year but um she wrote down like what she's hopeful for or sorry what she's grateful for what what has happened? What are you grateful for in this season of like engagement, specifically speaking? What are you what are you grateful for, you know, in this season of your marriage even, you know, yep. just to be able to apply it to everybody? Um, what are you grateful for in this season of parenting, that kind of thing? And then what are you hopeful for? So if you're engaged right now, you're grateful for what? You the know? fact that you're engaged yes. and headed into a wedding. Yeah. And then what are you hopeful for? For Ryan and I, it was not saying goodbye at night, like getting to be able to you're wake, excited for that. wake yeah. up together, wake, go to bed together. Those were the things that we were excited and hopeful for. I was um, excited. I'm just going to say I was excited, obviously, for um, sex on our right. on our wedding night and, and thereafter. Right. But I was also really excited just to share an apartment with you and right. start building our life together. Right. Like we could have our own little space in the world mm-hmm. and it was only ours. Right. And we could stay up as late as we wanted to, Aww. eat whatever we wanted, and no one would say anything. I could eat all the marshmallows I wanted to eat. All the Chris Dingles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should say that. No, I eat Chris Dingles whenever I want. Um, James A. Kester. Oh, goodness. Netflix. I wasn't going to. There are some swear words, but okay. it's hilarious. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so starting a journal of just what you've been grateful for in this season and what you're hopeful for. So hopefully you've walked away from this um, podcast being able to glean a few things. Yeah, and we are short on time, by the way. Selena, you're jumping, you're jumping step by step, but it's because we, our kiddos are done with their babysitter in like less, less than a minute. <laughs> well, they're not done, so, but yes, this is. She's going to leave them on the front we're doorstep. On, we're on a time. And they're just, who knows? <laughs> Stop. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> we are on a time stream, but I feel like we've definitely been able to share some of our story and hopefully you guys have gotten some insight into our, into our world, kind of pre-married, um, and some of the struggles that we've, we've, 
struggled with and fought for and then um, the engagement period and why it's so important for us to really cling, like cling to God's word, cling to what he's saying explicitly and implicitly. And don't uh, wish it away. That's a really special season yes, in life. It really is. It, like enjoy it. That, enjoy the anticipation. With that said, yeah. I would encourage a shorter engagement than a longer one. <laughs> like longer than a year is insane. Yeah. I'd say like six months is about as much time as you basically <laughs> as much time as you need to get the venue. Right. <laughs> and right. Even then. So definitely we hope this has been, you know, beneficial for you and always pointing you back to Jesus and the gospel mm-hmm. and the good news of grace that he's given us. Um, so why don't you pray, Ryan, for all the couples? Yes, I will. I have to say it though. Okay. If you've enjoyed this, we've earned oh, it. Yes. We would be very, very honored and blessed and encouraged if you would leave a rating and a review on iTunes, on Apple iTunes or your podcasting app of choice. Not only does it encourage us, but it also encourages others who are considering listening to it. Mm-hmm. And it's our goal. To, if someone's going to give us their time and to listen and mm-hmm. to read what we put out there, we want to always point them to Jesus mm-hmm. and point them to God's word. So anyway, your rating review would mean a ton. Also, if you have any questions, yeah. please feel free to submit those at fiercemarriage.com slash podcast. Yeah. And there's a there's buttons there you can click to submit questions or share your story. Mm-hmm. Finally, as we said earlier, this episode was brought to you by... <laughs> Crux watches. Crux watches. C R U X watches dot com. Anyway, check it out. Check it out. We're on on Kickstarter. It's it's all about. Actually, I don't have much financial. We don't have much financially to gain from it because it's no, it's a, it's it's a social enterprise. Like, yeah, we give the money away. Yeah, to nonprofits. But it's because I sit on a board to a nonprofit right. and they love Jesus and they perpetuate the gospel. And, and I'm we like, help fund let's see that. how this can fund your yes. operations. Yeah, we're very excited about it. Cruxwatches.com. Anyway, we're really also really proud proud of the product too. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll stop with that. Let's pray, and then uh, we'll let these beautiful people go. All right? Jesus, thank you for um, the gift of engagement. Thank you for the Mm -hmm. gift of your word. Thank you for the gift of marriage. I thank you for these couples that are listening, whether they're married, engaged, and whether they they have waited or whether they haven't waited. I thank you for them listening to this. I thank Mm -hmm. you for redemptive work. Uh, And no matter our circumstance, God, that you're always calling us to you. Mm -hmm. You're always calling us to turn from sin, to turn to you, and Mm -hmm. therefore turn to life. God, I pray for the husband who's listening to this, that you would strengthen him and embolden him to lead his family well, Mm -hmm. to love his wife and his children well. I pray for the wife who's listening to this or the engaged woman that you would embolden her to love her husband and her family well, Mm -hmm. and that you would, you would, um, encourage her to hold fast to you and hold fast Mm -hmm. to your word uh, through every season and to just believe and trust you, um, in in every circumstance. Mm -hmm. Lord, I thank you again for our time together. Thank you for my beautiful wife. Thank you that we get to do this together Mm -hmm. in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. We'll see you guys next week. This episode is in the can. All right. We'll see you in seven days. Take care. Thank you for listening to the fierce marriage podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.